Our family has an eight-month-old Aussie doodle puppy named Bandit. And he's cute. He's a lot of fun. He's always more work than the kids let on when you got him. But what makes our dog most interesting is that a couple of our family members are technically allergic to dogs. So we live in this tension between wanting a dog, enjoying a dog, but also sneezing or getting running noses when we spend time with him. And so we live in this constant tension in our house of the joy of a dog and the annoyance of allergies. Now, Christmas, in many ways, can be a reminder of tension. We can feel the ramifications of the joy, hope, love, and peace that comes with Jesus' birthday. Like many people will wake up tomorrow, open up gifts, sing songs, celebrate, enjoy time together because a, bo a boy was born 2,000 years ago. We still do that today. You're worshiping here today because of that child. So we understand that joy and that excitement and that love and peace, but also we experience the tension that comes with pain from sin, death, the devil, and allergies. Now, if you ever thought about that, that allergies are the result of the fall, of the fall of man. And we feel the tension of what our world was meant to be and how our world actually is. So in Genesis 1, we read, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. See, God created a perfect world and everyone was at peace. There's no pain. There's no sorrow. There's no tears. Can you imagine a world like that? Probably not. But it'd be great, right? There's just joy and peace all the time. Creation living in perfect harmony. There's no fighting. Animals don't even eat each other. We don't even eat animals. It's like nothing is being killed. Everything is living and everything is being enjoyed. And there's, especially there, there's no death. As we, but as we read, the first Christians made a mess of things. We read that today from Genesis 3. That the first, first humans, not the first Christians, excuse me, the first humans sinned against God, they made a mess of things, and they disobeyed God, and their disobedience, like all disobedience has consequences, right? Children know this, that disobedience, when you disobey, there's consequences for your disobedience. And so what entered into the world comes sin, death, the devil, as we said, and allergies. So while there's still joy and peace in the world, it's broken, because for every nephew Fred, there's always an Ebenezer Scrooge, right? The contrast of those two individuals in that story is remarkable. There's that tension there, the joy that Christmas brings and the bah humbug that it brings for many people. For every person you have with you, there's someone you've lost. For every seat filled at your table, there's an empty one. For every good thing you do, there seems to be a bad thing that you do. And for every puppy, there's allergies. The world's broken. And so we're left to wonder, will it always be like this? Will we live in a world, always live in a world filled with this tension? And God in his grace begins to give us clues 
He began to give us clues thousands and thousands of years ago. We read Isaiah 9, 6, for, un, for uh, to us a child is born, to us a son is given. Isaiah 11 says, the wolf shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat and the calf and the lion and the fattened calf together and that a little child shall lead them. You hear the tension that's being resolved? Wolf and lamb, leopard and young goat, calf and lion and fatted calf, all dwelling together and a little child shall lead them. A child will come Isaiah says, and he'll be the fulfillment of all of our hopes and dreams, and he'll bring peace to creation once again, and he'll restore to its original intent, just like it was in Genesis 1, perfect harmony, peace, and joy, and love, and even animals that are often in, con are often in conflict will be led by this child, this little child in peace. So even bears and lions and wolves won't eat each other anymore. They'll actually eat grass and straw, Isaiah says. It'd be a funny picture, right? <laughs> to see a bear eating grass like a cow. And also says that children will be able to play with cobras just like they play with their puppies. And there's no danger. Isaiah 11.9 9 says they shall not destroy Hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. That there will be this time when God's creation will be restored by a child. A child of all people. And I need you to listen to me. Not a politician. Not a social media influencer. Not a YouTuber young people, not the rich, not the powerful, but a child will bring peace. And this child is Jesus, the Bible says, born of Mary. And how does John speak of Jesus? We just heard it read, in the beginning was the word, that's Jesus, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Here we go again, in the beginning. What John's saying is like, look, just remember Genesis 1, look, in the beginning again, new creation has come in Jesus. It's all being restored. So will we always live in the tension of joy and peace and sin, death, devil, and allergies? Will we always live in that world with that tension? The Bible and God says, no. No, you won't. Jesus began to restore the original intent of creation. That's why you feel the tension is because it's already begun. It's already started through Jesus, a child who makes everyone who believes in him, John says, he gives them the right to be called children of God. So your child makes you a child just by believing in him and what he's done for you. So 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Actually translated better would be, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, new creation. It's all starting. It's all starting to be restored. Just this child, Christ, through his death, life, death, and resurrection, began the work of restoring creation to God's original intent. And he starts by restoring who? You and me. 
and he makes us members of his new creation. Where one day he will return and complete it. The last couple chapters of the Bible, there's a verse in Revelation 21, verse 4, says, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. That seat at your table that's empty is gone. It's filled again. The pain that, that Christmas reminds you of broken relationships are now fixed. The animals that are actually a danger to you are no longer a danger to you. The allergies that you experience are no longer experienced. It's all fixed. Why? Because of this child. Because of a little baby born to poor parents in first century pre-enlightenment, pre-indoor plumbing, Bethlehem. But if we aren't careful, the Bible reminds us that we can miss this child. We can miss out on becoming one of God's children and part of his new creation that will come to completion when Jesus returns one day. But there were plenty of influential people in Bethlehem, but God chose to reveal this child to uninfluential shepherds. He could have revealed Jesus, this child, to anyone. Anyone he wanted. Herod was sitting right there. Caesar is sitting right there. God could have had angels show up to them. But instead, he chose these uninfluential shepherds and, told, and those shepherds told everyone they could about the child. There were plenty of people in Jerusalem who must have noticed the star, who had been reading God's clues all throughout their scriptures, but it was pagan astrologers, wise men, magi who noticed and went looking and found him. See, even if you have a church background, even if you grew up in the church or you've gone to Christmas Eve services before, you can still miss this child and take every December 25th, even as pagan and as secular has become, to remind you of what this is about. You can miss the child. These pagan astrologers, these magi, went looking for Jesus and they found him. So my question is, what will you do with that tension? The tension between what the world was meant to be and how it actually is. Will you listen to God's clues? Will you read them? Will you take them to heart? Will you receive this child as the restorer of creation that he is by giving your life to him to restore you first? Will you join the shepherds in telling everyone you know about this child? Will you find him? Will you go looking for him like the wise men did? Or will you miss it? And this child will make no difference in your life at all. That you'll walk out these doors and nothing will change. And so my challenge to you is to leave today allowing this child to change you. Whether it's the first time you've heard this child or it's the one millionth time you've heard of this child, this child, as you leave today, should change you. Should, he should make a difference in your life. Head to gift-giving and gift-receiving tomorrow, noticing that the gift, the real gift, is right in front of you. Run to be with family, knowing that you're God's child. 
live in the tension this Christmas that this child will one day remove it all. He'll remove sin. He'll remove death. He'll remove the devil. And he'll even remove the annoyance of allergies. One day. And he'll replace it with restored, good, perfect, beautiful creation, which starts in you and me, his children, until one day that child returns again to bring all this restoration to completion.